Welcome to Spirit Goddess, the place we dive into all realms of spirituality, such as the paranormal, spiritual practices, conspiracies, and breaking down CIA documents on the topics. I'm May. And I'm Joelle. Let's dive in. Welcome back. Welcome back. And happy, are we posting this on Friday? <laughs> when are we posting this? We don't know. Friday, I'm guessing? Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> have we been on and off with y'all yes but honestly i am no longer apologizing for things that i'm not sorry for so i'm not really sorry for taking an extra week break to i don't know just relax and process some Mm -hmm. things shit has been going on yeah and especially because of the episode that we are recording and a lot of the questions that were sent in obviously you know by the title of this episode that it's a Q&A we asked on our Instagram to send in any questions that anybody may have and some of the questions were relationship related mm. and I've been going through some shit so <laughs> I needed to process mm-hmm. what happened and process my own emotions and gather my thoughts to be able to really speak my mind in a way that is valuable yeah I guess yeah. to the answers that I want to give so we just needed to take some time for that yeah I think we really needed to sit with the questions and figure out how do we talk about these subjects without ranting Mm -hmm. and actually sharing some of the life lessons that we've learned yeah and sharing valuable advice that you can actually take away from the episode and not just hear us complain (laughs) yeah (laughs) trauma dump on y'all yeah (laughs) but we did get some really good questions in and for Uh the future when we are going to be asking again because it will come up again where we're going to do another q a episode eventually make sure you are following spirit goddess podcast on instagram so that you can send in your questions if we don't have a prompt on our story you can always dm us a question and we will feature it in the upcoming q a episodes Mm -hmm. if not follow our private instagrams Mm -hmm. and you can always dm us through there Mm -hmm. and you can find those accounts on the spirit goddess podcast page exactly so the first question that we got was what's your favorite and least favorite part about being human first of all that is such a good question Mm -hmm. whoever came up with that genius yeah i would have to say my favorite thing about being human is definitely the types of connections that you make in life like the thought of us just sitting on this couch together just because we built a connection and through Mm -hmm. emotions we love each other and love spending time together so much that we decide to do things together and just (laughs) hang out and just be in each other's presences i think that's the cutest things that humans do and not even just towards other humans but the type of love and bond that you can create with a pet Mm -hmm. and an animal or even just anything hobbies being able to feel passion and connection to a thing yeah even just that I think that is the purest purest thing in the human experience is definitely like bonds and connection I love that and Mm -hmm. what's your least favorite part I don't know if it's necessarily specific to the human experience in general, but it's definitely specific towards the era that we're in Mm -hmm. right now. So who's to say this was always how the human experience was? I despise that in this world, we don't really necessarily get to choose that much of what we do. And I mean that in the sense of the way that the world is built now, everything requires 
money. Everything mm-hmm. requires a cost. So the entire purpose of life now is to work and make money, to yeah. pay, to survive, to live. I just want to do my hobbies just because I enjoy doing them. Yeah. And I want to spend my days in ways that I just enjoy, but that is not sustainable unless I somehow turn my hobbies into businesses and now do it for somebody else to make money to survive. I can't simply do things for myself. And I know a lot of people can say, oh, just find a career path that you love and then you'll never feel like you're working. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point. Even then, you are still working because there are things that need to be paid and things that need to be done in order to live. And I just think like it really, really, really sucks that we don't necessarily have that much of a choice of how we live yeah. in this world and, and everybody that's gonna listen to this and say oh yes you are given a choice and blah 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 think about the people that are born in poor cities with poor parents mm-hmm. and think about how hard it is to go from poverty to even just middle class yeah just middle class and for some people yeah it might be easy and they can just spend their days doing whatever they want that is amazing for you mm. But that is not everybody's case. No, exactly. Exactly. And some of us are working through huge, huge traumas while just trying to make Mm -hmm. a full-blown living. And I think that also just like in a way you could sum it up just by saying that my least favorite part is the way that life is just not fair. Yeah. In so many ways. What about you? What's your favorite thing? (laughs) (laughs) I definitely feel everything that you mentioned for me i would say that my least favorite part is also my favorite part Mm. about being human and that is awareness Mm. the awareness that we have the fact that i am aware that the voice talking in my head and all that is in this body yeah the fact that i'm aware that i have control over this physical body yeah the awareness of happiness and love and all those emotions but then again that's also my least favorite part because once you are aware it's really fucking hard to turn off that awareness yeah therefore if you're aware of your good emotions you're aware of your qualities and your traits you're also most likely aware of your toxic traits Mm -hmm. you're most likely aware of your negative emotions and with that awareness you got to do something and then that sometimes sucks because then you can't really numb yourself from that you literally have to do something because you're so aware of it Uh so i would say that's like my favorite in my least favorite part all in one oh i definitely feel that yeah yeah for sure it's a hard one Mm -hmm. the next question we got was What was the defining moment where you became in tuned with your spirituality? Mm. For me, I don't think I had a defining moment. Mm -hmm. Me neither. And we've talked about this off. Yeah. Off off mic. (laughs) Off mic of it was a gradual thing for us. And I think for almost everyone, it is a gradual thing. You don't wake up and just have a full blown awakening at this specific day and time and hour and then that changes your life there's multiple things that happen before an awakening that yeah amount to this moment but that doesn't mean that you weren't in tuned before Mm -hmm. like there are pivotal moments yeah that lead to a journey i guess Uh but it's not necessarily the moment no exactly i think the whole process like every day little things can add up to I don't know spirituality in general because for me it'd be hard because 
for my tarot practice, for example, that would have started by being introduced to tarot by mm -hmm. my friend Emma. But that's not all that spirituality is to me. Yeah. I could also say that it was the first time I had my paranormal experience when I was about 12. But it could also be when I was like eight years old and asking <laughs> questions about how come my soul chose this body yeah. and why am I in this body and this life versus another person's. Uh -huh. And it's like all of those little things accumulated to my journey, I guess, of spirituality now. But there was never one moment, one defining moment. It mm -hmm. was a bunch of little things added up and little realizations along the way i would say yeah i feel the same because when i also was younger not to say that i wasn't in tune mm -hmm. but i wasn't necessarily aware of what spirituality is uh -huh. but i was still asking those spiritual questions yeah and i was questioning this life i was questioning earth i remember even doing and my mom will will attest to this <laughs> um a presentation in literally fourth grade I don't know how old you are in fourth grade. I have no clue. Don't I, even ask me. I think maybe you're like nine. Really? Or maybe, maybe 10. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. But fourth grade doing a project in front of my class and you needed to do something that like you are a little bit passionate about. And there's this documentary that I watched of this man that was in a really bad biking accident. Mm. and kind of took life for granted before that accident and then almost died of that and then was in obviously a really bad condition and came back and just had this awareness and just spread the light basically after mm -hmm. of his realizations and his big awakening because he survived that and I presented that to like a class of fourth graders and I myself is a fourth grader and I'm like oh my god guys we need to be more aware and like <laughs> look at this man that died like life is so precious blah 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 and I'm preaching this as yeah like a so nine or like ten that could have been a moment yeah no but, exactly yeah. exactly and these kids are just looking at me like We're bro like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck? <laughs> like I just talk about being an NHL player and this yeah. girl is like life is so precious y'all don't take it for granted look at this man <laughs> they're probably so confused oh but there is moments like that growing uh -huh. up where i think we showed that a little bit more of awareness uh -huh. and wanting to question a lot of things mm -hmm. and then same thing for me what came into my practice were some stuff that were introduced to me a little bit later mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that we were not in tune with our yeah. spirituality before yeah we just built a spiritual practice as we went on. So hopefully that answers your question, <laughs> but I feel like it did. <laughs> Next question is, what are some of your biggest life goals? I think it would be really cheesy for me <laughs> to say that I just want to be happy, but it's honestly the truth. I don't think it's cheesy. I don't necessarily have like a map of a plan of what I want to do in my future. I know a lot of people do. They have plans of like, I want to get here mm -hmm. and I just don't know how I'm going to get there. Or I want to get here and I know how I'm going to get there. For me, it's, I know what I'm doing tomorrow <laughs> and I know what I, like I know short-term goals that I want, mm -hmm. but I know that my long-term goals are always going to change depending on you know, what it is I want next. And regardless of where I end up, 
I just want to be happy with where I am. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have a goal where, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to live here. I want to have this and have this and do this with my day. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what I'm doing, I just hope that I'm enjoying it. And if I'm not, then I'm going to change the little things while I'm there. Mm -hmm. But my entire focus is just trying to enjoy every little day, trying to enjoy like all the little things and not put my happiness as like a depending thing Mm -hmm. on if I succeed a certain goal or not. Yeah. So I guess that like my ultimate goal in life is just to be happy Mm -hmm. throughout the way. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I have like short term business goals, obviously, and like little career goals for myself. But other than that, like I'm I feel like I'm just living life. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That's a really good goal, though, especially finding happiness within any moment Mm -hmm. and not just, okay. if I achieve this, then I'll be happy. Yeah. Because then you're going to spend your life just chasing. Yeah. Which I think is what I'm doing. (laughs) Rip. (laughs) But seriously, though, I think that's where I am in the sense that it's hard for me to ground myself in these moments because I am chasing something. Okay, yeah. I have that big goal. I have that that millionaire mindset. Yeah. I love money. (laughs) Period. I just love money. Sorry, y'all, but I love money. Uh Um, And my biggest, biggest life goal is really to set my family up forever. Mm -hmm. To create mass generational wealth to the point where my bloodline is secured. I know it sounds weird, but especially in this day and age, I think money equals power and control. I want all of that. I uh-huh. want power, I want control, but for the good of all. Yeah. And, and that's the difference between yeah. other like millionaires and billionaires mm-hmm. versus your aspirations. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what I mean by that is I obviously want to set my, my family up, but when I do have millions and millions of dollars, I want to help society. Mm-hmm. I want to help those in need. And this is what we were talking about, like off mic of how I want to help people rehabilitate that are like homeless or have addiction issues to rehabilitate into society in a good way. That's not just like a homeless shelter because that is not helping anybody. Yeah. That is not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I have like little goals like that, that when I am going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be able to not only help my family and my friends, but to help society mm-hmm. as much as I possibly can. Because yeah. I think that there's a lot of things that millionaires can do that they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't contribute. And even me, as literally a middle class, not even, <laughs> not even, <sighs> there, I give away money every single time that the opportunity yeah, comes you do. to me. Yeah. Seriously. And, like, I don't do it for anything other than to actually genuinely yeah. help. I'll pay for people's groceries. I'll go buy them something to drink, something to eat all the time. If mm-hmm. I see someone and they come up to me, I'll literally have genuine conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go ahead and buy their groceries. And I give my last $100 to these people. Why? Because I'm not going to use it for anything else. Yeah. And I think... The difference, uh, like when people listening to this, I know there's a lot of people that 
you know, do this in the world, but then they post about it. And I mm-hmm. think the important thing that I see me with my own eyes, like being in those situations and seeing you do these good acts is that it's not performative no. whatsoever. No. And you don't say anything after, like you do these good acts and then you come back in the car and you're like, oh, did you need to go anywhere else or are you <laughs> to like, do you need me to just drop you off home? Like it's, uh-huh. it's not spoken of after. It's just, you just have that big of a heart yeah. that you want everybody to have Mm -hmm. like a fair playground yeah in this world and I think that's why like you out of like so many other people that aspire to be millionaires like you deserve that thank you yeah (laughs) but yeah and it's so hard for me to wrap my head around millionaires that own a shit ton of properties that Mm -hmm. own maybe five homes across the world and they get to go to bed in these million dollar homes knowing that there's people out there that don't even have anywhere to sleep Mm -hmm. that is mind-boggling to me yeah and I know that just me myself I can't change the whole world yeah but if I have money if I have power I can make a big impact yeah and that's what I want for sure so those are some yeah really good goals yeah yeah seriously yeah and I guess one of my other goals should be literally enjoying the journey because it's hard. I get lost sometimes in mm-hmm. it and get lost in the chase, but I should be grounding myself and enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. Just be happy. Like yeah. any moment. Yeah. Because I think the simplicity of life. Oh, it's my favorite thing. Yes. Versus when I am going to be millionaire, I'm not going to be able to have that. Mm hmm simplicity in life yeah so i should be really enjoying this moment Mm -hmm. anyways (laughs) next question next question now i think we're gonna go on a rant okay we're diving into the relationship questions now so we got a few of them we wanted to separate them from the rest because we uh, already (laughs) had visions of ourselves going on rants yes um and just having a lot of things to say based off our own experiences and everything so we wanted to separate these questions from the rest so the first relationship question we got is do you think it's possible for a toxic relationship to become healthy with time and distance no no (laughs) i think i'm gonna give like the only metaphor that I can think of I feel like all my friends know this that when they ask for advice I will give them like the stupidest metaphors but it's the only way that they can understand what I'm trying to say I feel like if you are in a toxic relationship or toxic situation imagine it as like a burning house okay you're in the burning house and you realize that it's burning so you leave now you're coming back to this still burning house you're going to walk inside and be like, I'm going to make this a home. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, are you serious? Like, you saw it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You turned around, you closed your eyes, you counted to 10, and you turned around expecting to see something else. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at that point, you need to ask yourself, why do I keep running back? Yes. Because what that, is it about the situation that you can't let go of? What That, like, unfortunately, I'm sorry, that is something within you that you need to heal. Yeah. You have probably mixed up love mm-hmm. with toxicity, mm-hmm. love with loss, and now you're running back to it 
you have some trauma to heal within yourself because uh-huh. you're going to keep running back to these people. And the, the thing that boggles me with this question is that it's the question is, can a toxic situation, blah, blah, blah. You're aware that it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that why? awareness is there. You know what is happening. Like, you know what's happening. You know what's being said. You know what's not being said. And you know what's not happening in mm-hmm. this situation. You're aware of that. You're fully aware of that. Why would you want to experience that again and why would you even hope that it would be any different why Mm -hmm. would you not find something that already is the base of what you need and build off of that if it's a situation and i'm gonna play off of my own experience here Mm -hmm. if this is a person that has already showed you they don't care about you you don't mean anything to them Mm -hmm. and you keep going back yes it is something within yourself and you need to look at that they told you and they showed you exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. If you're going back expecting a different outcome, it's not a different outcome. It's you manipulating the situation in your favor, mm-hmm. which is just as toxic. Yeah. So simple answer, no. Time should only help you realize that you need something else and you need yeah. to look elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. And if you still think that you want to go back to a toxic situation after a bit of time, spend more time yeah spend more time alone yeah spend more time you need to alone heal. away yeah. from that situation yeah what could be so desirable about not being wanted that you keep on going back because you like that so much yeah like and yes of course like we're talking very generally off of our own experiences and yes yeah. we know that there's some situations that are a bit more difficult and that kind of go around what we're talking about right now maybe it's actually an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to step away from it maybe there's kids involved and a lot of stuff like that so yeah we know that there's some situations that go outside of it but generally speaking for like the people around us and the types of situations that we've experienced and we know other people experience the general answer is going to be no yeah you know how they say right person wrong timing right person wrong timing is the wrong wrong person person, period the right person is gonna come at the right time simple as that and i had seen this quote oh and it really fucking hit me and i think i should share it it was like closed doors never lead to happily ever afters yeah if that door closed it's closed it should be closed Uh you should walk down the fucking hallway Uh and open a new one Mm -hmm. because for me too like i i think we had shared this maybe last episode or the one before about how i have been like journaling every feeling that i feel in those moments where Mm -hmm. i'm being mistreated and i'm upset to prevent myself from romanticizing it in my head or just forgetting about it and just being like oh maybe it'll be different this time yeah no it won't and look at what you put yourself through the first time read about it read what you journaled about read what you wrote down Mm -hmm. look at those pictures of you fucking bawling your eyes out yeah you really want to go through that again that's toxic Mm -hmm. is you wanting to go through that again yeah yeah and i feel that if you're holding on to time and distance as a thing that could fix it all that's really really bad the only thing that could possibly and this is a possible Mm -hmm. turn a toxic relationship into a healthy one is actual time alone with a therapist (laughs) and healing yourself 
because the way to turn this into something healthy is by healing all of the trauma Mm -hmm. or big parts of it and Mm -hmm. continuing to do the work Mm -hmm. and probably seeing a relationship therapist throughout the relationship to work through the triggers Mm -hmm. but other than that time and distance is not going to do shit yeah especially if you're depending on the other person to heal and change themselves yeah then you also have to ask yourself are you in love with the person or are you in love with the idea that they might change Uh are you in love with the idea of the potential person they could become Mm -hmm. then it's not that's another issue Yeah. yeah yeah (laughs) and i also think i'm just gonna add this i also think that toxic is a term that's being thrown around very loosely and Mm -hmm. like an umbrella term was it actually just miscommunication that you had that's something you can work on in the moment if it happens or was it actually abusive yeah was it emotionally abusive was it physically abusive was it mentally abusive Mm -hmm. were you being verbally abused all of that were you being completely disregarded Mm-hmm. and treated like a piece of dust in somebody's life or was it simply that you had miscommunications or your love languages weren't being met because you never communicated that mm-hmm. and there's some things that could actually be worked on because that's different yeah and you got to realize that in the moment which one it which one it is because obviously everybody's going to call everything toxic yeah is it actually abusive or is it just a misunderstanding and miscommunication mm-hmm. because some people will consider an argument as toxic yeah which is not always the case yeah it can be sometimes most of the time it's not Mm -hmm. so is it something that you are willing to put in the work to fix or is it something that you're actually fully dependent on like you said you're just waiting for time to do its thing yeah like you got to figure that out yeah and then ask yourself what do you want to happen with time and distance yeah what is the outcome that you're waiting for yeah like who is this person that you're waiting for them to become yeah and then ask yourself can they even become that? Mm-hmm. Because most likely, if they haven't changed in the past, they most likely will not change. Mm-hmm. They probably left because they literally do not want to change. Uh-huh. And they're going to find someone that is willing to stay with them in the mm-hmm. unhealed, unchanged version of themselves. Yeah. Because that other person will let them be whoever the fuck they want. And also, I'm just going to leave this as a blank question (laughs) that we don't necessarily need to dive deeper into, but somebody please explain to me how going back to a toxic relationship is any different than settling. Yeah. Plain and simple. Somebody please explain to me how that's different than settling. Uh Uh-huh. That's all. (laughs) My drop. (laughs) My drop. (laughs) But yeah, and also just sprinkle a little bit more on top of this Sunday. I think that going back to a toxic relationship is the worst thing you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it will absolutely diminish your sense of Mm self-worth. And you will completely disrespect yourself. Yeah. It's a disfavor. Yes. And if it makes you feel any better, I have done this myself. I have went back to certain people that I know were absolutely horrible just for a five little minute of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst thing that I could have done mm-hmm. to myself. Yep. But anyways, that's that's our opinion on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, if you also were wondering about uh, this question in your head of uh, can a toxic relationship be healed with time? 
I really hope that you listened to what we said mm-hmm. and that you took something from it and that maybe you had some little moments of realization through that because we just want to help you and we don't want you to go through some of the things that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you got something from that answer. Yeah. So the next question is, how do you stop romanticizing the idea of someone? (laughs) Let's read that question real slow. Okay. How to stop romanticizing the idea of someone, the idea of someone, Mm -hmm. not an actual living, breathing person you're talking to, the idea of something, a fictional thing, a fictional thought that is not real. And we just, just literally talked about this. Yeah. If you are creating an idea of someone in your mind, I'm, I'm sorry, but you are the problem. You yeah. are part of the problem. And yes. I do this. We've talked about oh, this. Oh, I do it too. Episodes. Yeah. I do this all the time. I don't fall in love with people i fall in love with the idea of people yeah or i fall in love with the version that i want oh yeah of that that i've created the way that i can take the way that benefits me yeah Yeah, modify the person it's like a fucking build-a-bear yeah honestly but life don't work like that no Mm -mm. it does not work and if you're romanticizing the idea you definitely need to work on yourself you definitely need to yeah. distance yourself from that person no contact literally no contact because you need to let go yeah. of that idea and the idea is probably the hardest part to let and go. you gotta actually snap back into reality what is real and what mm-hmm. is not what is this person actually giving you yeah in real life and if you want to stop make a list of the actual real person that they are and what they have shown you and, and yeah, what they had told exactly. you yeah write down the x so that you remember once you are romanticizing oh shit this person is not real and the real person literally mm-hmm. made me feel like crap mm-hmm. let me remember that moment so that i stop romanticizing and also what's what i guess could be a pro out of this is that if you're so easy to romanticize the idea of someone Start romanticizing your own life. Yes. Start romanticizing the idea of the person that you of can the become. Perfect, perfect being that you want to be. Yes. So that you can start reflecting that in your own uh-huh. life. Yeah. Start and visualizing the person you want to be. Romanticize that idea. Wake up and romanticize your own life so yeah. that you're not distracted by trying to romanticize the idea of a person that does not exist and i find a lot of the times when i am quote quote romanticizing the idea of somebody it's because i'm sitting on some type of a lack Mm -hmm. that i have and i'm like oh what could i possibly imagine and fantasize about that will fill this void within me yeah okay actually fill that void yourself yeah like this is not a time to put false hope and false like dreams on to somebody else it is not their responsibility mm-hmm. to fill your needs or anything like that and you romanticizing them and then possibly getting upset when they don't follow exactly how you envisioned or want them to be mm-hmm. that is so harmful and that is what i would call toxic yeah also what part are you romanticizing about them mm-hmm. about the idea of them if you're romanticizing i don't know 
the person buying you flowers buy your own buy yourself flowers. flowers i bought myself flowers three yeah. weeks ago i buy myself flowers all the time yeah ask yourself what part are you romanticizing and those parts is what you are lacking in your uh-huh. life and it that's what a, you need to work yeah, on it is a great guide for you to realize what you need to work towards mm-hmm. and what voids you need to fill in for yourself yeah absolutely boom mic drop again <laughs> Last question we had about relationships was, how do you say no when someone you really cared about comes into your life? Okay, let's just evaluate for a second and let's ask ourselves, (laughs) why are they coming back into my life? What have I done the last time that we left off that may have kept the door open? And did I leave the door open even though I didn't want to? And do I keep leaving the door open even though I complain that they come back? Mm-hmm. Is the door open because I'm too nice and I can't say no? Mm-hmm. You can't blame them for coming back if you're the one that's leaving the door open every yeah, time. leaving a crack open and then once they show up at your door, you open it wide. Yeah. If they keep coming back, there is a reason for that usually. And usually it's because you left it wide open, mm-hmm. like you said. You have to be firm. If you want to say no, then say it. Close the door. It doesn't have to be rude. It doesn't have to be mean, but that door has to close. And they will stop coming back. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it's... I get how hard that could be. Yeah. I I get how hard it could be to actually close the door. Because once you actually close the door and don't do any, like, sort of contact, Mm -hmm. reality hits that this person is gone and will never come back in your life. And then you also have to question, is it for my own selfish reasons that I keep the door open? Mm -hmm. Do I keep that door open for the possibility of somehow at one moment in time needing comfort? And I know that this person I cared about in the past, can I run back to this person and get a moment of comfort? And that's what I did. Yeah. I kept the door open with my ex of five years Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I just kept thinking in my mind, oh, but what happens if he is like feeling lonely and he wants to message me and then we can talk what happens if he runs back and he regrets what he did and he Mm -hmm. wants to like talk to me and apologize what happens if i need just someone to hug and i really like want to message him and ask him for a hug and then i really sat with myself and i was like okay so what if he comes back he was never the person that you Mm -hmm. wanted or needed what would make you think he would change why do you need his support specifically when you know that's not real support Mm -hmm. it's fake Mm -hmm. it's literally just to keep the door open Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. he's not truly supporting you he's not truly on your side he's not holding himself accountable he's just Mm -hmm. giving me all these fake hopes and fake promises why would i want to keep that in my life i am shooting myself in the foot by keeping this crack open Mm -hmm. and I deleted him off of everything and it was so hard it was so fucking hard because I didn't want to do it I didn't but I knew that it was so toxic of me to keep that crack open Mm -hmm. and hold on to hope and hold on to the idea that maybe he would change and come back and I would get the healed version of him. Yeah, so you close the door yourself. So I fucking closed that door, blocked him off of socials, mm-hmm. deleted his number, everything. Mm-hmm. 
And after I did that, I cried for a good maybe 10 minutes because it was like, holy fuck, it's really done. Mm -hmm. And even if he comes back, I don't want him back. Mm -hmm. But it felt so, so good after that 10 minutes of crying because I don't think I've ever shown myself this much Mm self-love ever. I was like, wow, I finally chose myself. And I can also speak on this because I've closed the door on many people that... There was nothing wrong. It was never really a, a relationship and it ended on good terms and everything like that. And the door closes slowly and eventually you just stop and you hold your boundaries mm-hmm. and they also have boundaries and you just respect that yeah. and you move on. You move the fuck on. Yeah. And I can also speak on closing the door that didn't feel so good and the reason why we delayed (laughs) recording this podcast is me keeping true to myself my own emotions my own boundaries and not being scared to say so where I sent that paragraph Mm -hmm. of saying these are the reasons why you hurt me yeah I understand that you're reaching out because you want to stay friends. These are the reasons why I can't be your friend. Mm -hmm. And for these reasons, I'm choosing myself Mm -hmm. and I will not be texting you or contacting you ever again. Yeah. Was that a hard move to do? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was it respected in the response? Yeah. Because they responded with, you know what? I am really sorry that I did that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I respect your choices I wish you all the best. And then that was that. And that door is sealed shut. (laughs) So you have to put in the work Uh, to close those doors. You have to close that door yourself. It's not just going to magically happen. No. And you have to cut off. Seriously, cut off all contact. I'm not even joking. Yeah. It is the best way that you can move on and solely focus on yourself Mm -hmm. is to cut off all contact so that the door doesn't even have the option to open yeah it's been closed yeah and keep it that way and if you can't do that then literally ask the other person can you please block me because i literally have such a hard time closing this door Mm -hmm. i need you to close it yeah block me Mm -hmm. so that they can block you and you can never find their fucking Uh socials again yeah and then if you create a fake account to stalk their socials, then I'm so sorry. You have you- some issues <laughs> yeah. that you need to evaluate. Yes. Yes. But if you have a hard time closing the door, ask yourself, why are you keeping it open? Uh-huh. How is this serving you in any way? Yeah. What's causing it to stay open yeah. and how can that be avoided? Yeah. I think all in all, the theme of these relationship questions is definitely that the first person you got to look at is your fucking self. Yeah. If you're asking these questions, you're you're aware yeah. of the situation. You're very aware of what's going on and you're aware of your desired outcome. What's stopping you? Like, what is the behavior that you're doing mm-hmm. that is preventing this from happening and preventing you from actually achieving what you want? What is within you that is not aligning? And you got to look at that first. Because, yes, of course, all connections is a two-way street. Yeah. Obviously, there's another person involved. But you got to do your part. Yeah. And And once your part is done, then it can be reciprocated from the other side. And it's so easy to point fingers at people and say, oh, they need to change. They need to heal. They need to grow. Yeah. 
But then when you start looking at yourself, you're like, oh, uh-huh. I got some really bad fucking behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Uh-huh. It was way easier for me to point fingers mm-hmm. for me to realize, holy fuck, I have issues within myself mm-hmm. that I really need to fix. And even in myself, in the ways that the last like situationships that I've had, like the past few have all ended the exact same way. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking to myself now, instead of pointing fingers, I had to sit there and realize, what am I doing that's attracting these type of people? And why do they feel like they can do that to me? Yeah. What is it that I'm doing that is not setting me up for success? Yeah. Because clearly these people are completely separated in life like they have nothing to do with each other but the same situation is happening three times more than three times clearly i'm the common denominator and there's something (laughs) wrong like there's something that i'm doing and i gotta evaluate that you gotta look at yourself it's hard it's not easy it's not fun yeah but you gotta do it work on yourself focus on yourself Mm -hmm. grow Mm -hmm. and move the fuck on yeah because you really don't need these types of people and they will not change Uh and they will not grow yeah unless it's for themselves and who knows you might not want them when they're fully healed and grown either yeah because they did some fucked up shit that's also something we didn't really mention but whatever you go through in a toxic relationship that will stay Oh, yeah. You can erase that. No, because even if you grow, you blah, 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 it becomes healthy. You'll remember Mm -hmm. that toxic stage of the relationship Mm -hmm. and most likely hold on to those moments in arguments, in fights, in whatever, Mm -hmm. even when it is healthy because it causes trauma. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. (laughs) And I also just want to say quickly, like, obviously, we're talking a lot about relationships and it's uh, we've talked about how it's a common theme in Mm. our lives recently. But let's all remember really quick that relationships and these types of romantic connections are not all there is to life and let's remember to actually put importance on the things outside of that. Yeah. And let's not put all of our energy on the want for somebody else to be in our lives with us let's focus on ourselves let's exactly like we said earlier let's romanticize ourselves yeah the versions of ourselves that we want to be and then when the right person at the right time comes along because you are attracting that exact energy that you've always wanted when that person comes along then you can worry about relationships yeah and then you won't need to romanticize the idea of them. You'll romanticize them. Who they are and who they actually are in front of you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not who they can become. Yeah, no. Not who they can grow to become. No. Who they are, uh-huh. period. Exactly. So stay focused, brothers. <laughs> we must stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think 2023 is this full year of just growth hmm learning in all ways and focusing on our goddamn selves yeah so hopefully you got to take out some of the things that we said in this episode yeah. even at the beginning when we were talking about just goals mm-hmm. and life hopefully you took something from it yeah thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we will see you next time bye who knows when <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can follow along the Spirit Goddess journey on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. 
We're happy to have you on this journey with us. See you next time.